Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back. And as always, thank you for listening. Dealing with difficult people or difficult organizations or difficult situations. How do you do that? How do you deal with a situation where someone is pretty much insisting you get really, really ugly with them, really nasty, really vicious, before they listen to you or take you seriously? That's the question. It's a difficult one as well. In fact, a lot of times, not always, oddly enough, some of the people that give you the most trouble are the people with the fishes on their cars or their businesses. Um... Now, if you're familiar with these fish symbols, it's an ancient symbol. It's called the ichthus, which is, I believe, Greek for fish. And it was an ancient Christian symbol that Christians used during the persecution periods to identify each other. And there are various thought processes on how they actually did that. You know, they wrote it in the sand or what have you. But now people put them on their cars and they put them on their, and they wear rings and necklaces and put them on their businesses. And I'll be honest, I just don't get it. I don't get it from this perspective. If someone cannot tell that you have a relationship with Jesus, by how you act, then I don't care how many symbols you want to slap on your body or your business or your car. doesn't bloom and matter. Uh, in fact, I would venture to say that there are a lot of people that use religious symbols as almost a, a trap to kind of lure you in. Oh, yeah, well, I'm a Christian, too. I would like to deal with a Christian person because they'll, they'll, they'll be really great with me. And 90% of the time, in those situations with certain individuals, they're going to rip you off. And that's the reason why they put it out there. And, and you know, it's interesting. A lot of people, you know, you know some people, not maybe a lot, but some people wear their faith like a coat and pretty much they put it on so that people can kind of note oh yes well that's a person of faith you know, I see I'm going to church and stuff like that but they act like a blooming demon uh, you know most of the time so unfortunately that kind of behavior is what gives the church a big blooming black eye in the public arena 
because you got people who, and who knows if they're actually saved or not? Who knows if they even have a relationship with Jesus or not? There are some people, I mean, in, in certain verses in the New Testament where Jesus is saying, look, I never knew you. Now, here's the issue. How do you deal with difficult situations, organizations that say they're Christian or they have kind of faith? You hear them talking about God and Jesus a lot, but you really don't see a lot of behavior out of them. Now, it's interesting that... um, these are the same people when uh, when a Christian lawyers up and in the United States uh, that's unfortunately uh, a pretty common occurrence uh, it's sad but true in that about the only time that somebody well, or an organization will take you seriously is if a lawyer, you know, ends up representing you. Now, I don't happen to be one of these people that slams the, law, the legal profession. Why is that? I've had some friends who were lawyers, and interesting as it sounds, they uh, would laugh at the lawyer jokes. And there's a bunch of lawyer jokes are really, really nasty. nasty. Unfortunately, and by nasty, I mean mean uh, lawyer jokes. But um, in front of the uh, legal system, everybody's got to get some good representation. But here's the thing. Unfortunately, even on simple stuff, uh, people won't take you seriously unless you lawyer up. Well, if a Christian lawyers up, everybody's oh, he's lawyering up. He's he's or, or she's just wanting a bunch of money. That's it. And unfortunately, there's a ton of people doing that too. Um, you don't necessarily have to, but uh, I'm not. A lawyer, and I am not someone giving legal advice. So only a lawyer can determine with you if you need a lawyer. So here's the thing. I do think, though, there are certain situations that you just shouldn't have to. Now, it's interesting. You know, if you get in a tight with a Christian organization... Or, or, excuse me, a organization that says it's Christian because it's got slapping Christian symbols on it. Let's say, for example, you go to a Christian garage, uh, and by that I mean an automotive place, and uh, they have this reputation of being super awesome. And you get there, and they rip you off. And then you talk to them, and they say, well, nuts to you. And... Uh, you know, sucks to be you. And at that point, they don't give you any other choice but to get some representation to get things fixed. These are the people that that grab First Corinthians chapter six, and they're thinking about this. Now, let me read this section to you. So it's First uh, Corinthians chapter six. Uh, starting in verse one, it says, "When one of you." has a grievance against another. Does he dare to go to law before the 
unrighteous instead of the saints? Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is to be judged by you, are you incompetent to try trivial cases? Do you not know that we are to judge angels? How much more, then, matters pertaining to this life? So if you have such cases, why do you lay them before those who have no standing in the church? I say this to your shame. Can it be that there is no one among you wise enough to settle a dispute between brothers, but brother goes to the law against brother, and that before unbelievers? To have lawsuits at all with one another is already a defeat for you. Why not rather suffer wrong? Why not rather be defrauded? But you yourselves wrong and defraud even your own brothers. So, again, this is not saying don't go to law. You know, don't, don't, don't legal up if you have to. That's not what it's saying. What it's saying is this. Isn't there something, someone in your church smart enough, and this was at this point in time, okay, he's saying, isn't there anybody in your church smart enough, wise enough, to help you settle these petty disputes. But instead, you run out and you grab a lawyer and nobody's going to sue everybody. You know, now, unfortunately, you know, in this situation, this is talking about, you know, people suing each other within the church. Because here's Paul's point, and Paul's talking to the Corinthians, and by the way, uh, it just grabs me crazy when people take Corinthians and use them as an example for a whole ton of stuff. Why? Why is that? Because they were a train wreck. That's why That's why um, Paul had to write two letters to this group, and they were believers, but they had a lot of challenges, and they made a lot of you know, not so awesome decisions sometimes. And that's what he's trying to address. And in this situation, he's talking about, look, man, you're grabbing lawyers over a little bitty stuff and suing the heck out of each other in front of God and everybody. And that makes the church people look like they're a bunch of jingos just like everyone else. So what's up? In other words, he's saying, look, if you're a believer, your, your actions ought to show it. How you handle your problems within reason ought to show it. Now, how do you deal with difficult people, organizations, and so forth? Well... Your talk just so happens that I spent a lot of time in customer service. All right. Spent a lot of time in customer service talking to people who were very upset. Doctor, and uh, this customer service time I spent was working for an insurance company. And of course, everyone hates insurance companies. Um, and normally, when people are calling customer service at an insurance company, it's not to say, wow. We're really excited you're doing an awesome job. Strangely enough, I did have a couple of those calls. But uh, out of the 
gee, can't even count how many calls I took. Um, out of all those calls, most of the time when people are calling customer service is a problem and they're not really happy. Now here's the thing. In order to keep the faith, what you can't do, you can be angry. It, but it, it it says of Moses, be be angry and do not sin and sin not. Don't go into name calling. Don't go into vicious, I'm coming after you, I'm going to sue you and everybody attached to you. Now, it may be you need a lawyer, all right? If you do, then do. Call someone. But here's what I'm saying. The first step needs to be accountability. When you're dealing with anyone, whether it's gas station, garage, insurance, whoever, and you're having an issue, hold them responsible. That's number one. Now, how do you do that? Get names. Names, times, and dates. Who are you talking? And be nice about it. Don't be mean, because if you do, it makes people understandably off-putting and they don't want to deal with you <laughs> in fact a lot of times if you get ugly with people in customer service they'll just hang up on you or they'll say well you know and if you're trying to get something done at a place of business and you get that way they'll just shut you down and say well you just need to leave or you know, here, here's my lawyer's card. Go talk to him. That kind of, that kind of crazy. Names, dates that you spoke with them, titles. You need to get these things, and and hold them responsible for what they're saying and what they're telling you. If they say, "Hey, I'm going to call you two days from now," then by cracky, you better be waiting for their call. And if they don't, call them back and say, you said you were going to call me on this date and you didn't do it. Records. you got to do that. Now, the other thing is, on the accountability scale, is there has to be a person and a date and a time, okay? But also an action. And this goes with Christians, too. Because a Christian, especially is going to be held accountable for every little thing they bloom and do before the living God. In fact, everyone is. But Christians think they get a pass? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, no, no, no. No. Wrong, Kimosabe. That's not how that works. Because if a Christian screws up, God puts discipline on them, and they're going to get blooming miserable. You know why I know that? Because it's happened to me. So here's the thing. When someone tells you they're going to do something, hold them accountable to it. And if they don't do it, record that. Keeping records of what of whatever you're they're telling you 
is absolutely paramount because if you have to get super ugly and grab legal representation later, they're going to need that. And it will help immensely. And most people that are mean, unfortunately, are not always really bright. That doesn't mean they're all that way. It just means that they're arrogant. When somebody gets arrogant and prideful, they get sloppy. Not all of them are that way, but quite a few. And when they get sloppy, they don't think they need to do certain things. Well, guess what? They do. And holding them accountable for that is part of our job. That's then the number three, I think. So the first one is the identification, you know, the time, place, and all that. Second one is when they is the action when they tell you something's going to happen. Mark it down and look for it. And if it don't happen, follow up. The other thing I think number three is follow up. The people that more often get things done are people that just flat won't quit. Because if you won't quit, they can't get blooming rid of you. And if they if they can't do that, then uh, they're going to try to do something else and something to to get you off their phone, something to make you stop. And uh, usually, it's easier to fix the problem than it is for them to backtrack and try to try to make it sound like you're a nut job. Now that's. By the way, the reason you need to be very calm, very collected, is you can be. You don't have to just giggle and be happy about it. But I'm just saying, calm and collected. Because if you scream and yell and cuss them out, that makes you look like you're a nut. And if you bring that to... (laughs) A situation where, let's say you have to take legal action later, well, it makes you look like a nut. And it makes makes it kind of problematic. Now, again, I, you know, any, legal representation is something you got to figure out with a lawyer, period, end of story. And that ain't me. But keeping records is a way that, through customer service, you can get better customer service. Absolutely. So, what about taking Christians to court? Well, it's a tragedy. It is. Necessary tragedy sometimes. But a tragedy. Because the message that sends... And this is why Paul is kind of saying in Corinthians, look, wouldn't it be better just to be defrauded? Most of us would say, no, Paul. (laughs) No, it wouldn't be. But what his point is, is this. If you're displaying these behaviors in front of unbelievers, basically they're going to say, the church ain't nothing. They ain't got anything I need. You know, they say they talk about the power of Jesus and then look at them. Acting like a bunch of pack wolves. So, that being the case, 
when you're dealing with difficult people, remember that you are a child of the living God, and God expects you to act that way. Doesn't expect you to be just all joyful and giddy about somebody trying to mess you up. But, he does expect you to act in a godly manner. And if forgiveness is at all possible, do that first. If not, in other words, you say, look, if I don't take, it, take action here, then something's, then they're going to do this again to somebody. I get it. So, with that in mind, we encourage you to keep on keeping on. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your